With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's a great football team with a lot of moral fiber and a lot of character, and they showed it. Shout, a Buffalo football podcast, hosted by Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot. No place else you'd rather be than right here, right now. When it's too tough for them, it's just right. Presented by Syracuse.com and NYUP.com. The Bills make me wanna. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Camp Diaries series of Shout a Buffalo Football Podcast, where I take you deeper inside training camp with conversations from some of the best and brightest beat reporters on the Bills beat today. And guess what? If you're having a barbecue, tailgating, uh, on a road trip to see your favorite football team, wherever the season finds you, make sure to stop at Tops Friendly Markets for the best deals in town from fresh meat, to locally grown produce, Tops has everything you need and so much more for mealtime, snack time, or anytime. Tops at your table since 1962. All right, everybody, you're really going to like this one. Here is my conversation with Catherine Fitzgerald from the Buffalo News. We are absolutely rocking and rolling in room 216 at St. John Fisher University, where Camp Diaries continues this is shout a buffalo football podcast we're rolling right along with katherine fitzgerald who is not making her debut on the podcast you were actually on the podcast formerly on the arizona cardinals beat first time since you've been back in buffalo thank you for taking the time how are you and this is your first bills training camp at fisher yes um thank you for having me so excited to be here um and yeah my first camp at fisher i started the beat the night before training camp started last year, but obviously was just in Orchard Park for that. So it's been a, a fun new experience. So before we started, uh, Catherine yelled down the hall to Joe, who had just left and said, well, what was the hardest question? And Joe was like, he asked me about what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And so she's like trying to prepare for the interview. But I also I told her, though, we've done four of these now, five of these. None of them have been the same. So be scared. Um, yeah, I actually specifically asked what was the scariest question because I wanted to be ready um, just, you know, for anything spooky. So we're not going to get too spooky. As a matter of fact, we're going to get a little bit. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Philosophical? Ooh, no, I was going to I was going to be like carefree oh. like you were yesterday at Seabreeze. Listen, you and Elena 
Getzenberg, uh, who's already done the show, you guys have really taken advantage of your time here. Take me through the three highlight away from the facility ventures and start with Seabreeze because the pictures were looked outstanding. Um, first of all, that was a great uh, transition to what we're talking about here. So props on that. Three highlights. Yeah. So Seabreeze yesterday was really fun. Um, Bill's had an off what day. Is it, oh, is so it? it is an amusement park with rides and slides, um, acrobats. I had a waffle. I had Dippin' Dots, pizza, um, <laughs> really healthy day. Um, so we, I think we found it when we were just like, you know, searching for different bars and restaurants out here and trying to even just get a feel for what is near different spots. We had heard so many great suggestions from people, but then we're looking at a map and we're like, what is this amusement park? Um, you know, just don't know the area super well. It's been really fun to get to know it. But when I see an amusement park, I'm not going to not go. So we went, did some roller coasters, um, went upside down a lot. Um, well, really did one ride that specifically went upside down a lot. Um, got a fanny pack, a train whistle, some postcards that I'm going to send to friends. So like that was a an excellent day. Number one. Um just like general high. What else? Um, yeah, I think just away from training camp, it's been fun to see some of the different bars and restaurants. The ones along, there's a few spots all along the canal that are all really cute. Um, you know, you could have a nice evening beverage outside. The water is there. There was some live music from a guy who had a shaggy dog. So that was really exciting. Um, other dogs walked by, some wearing like the glow sticks around their necks. So that's probably the best thing. Um, and also the ice cream here has been really good. So would like to, it's for dairy. yeah, would like to continue to gather data on that for like a really deep analytical um, look. So yeah, with my last day and a half, you're going to continue to research more ice cream. I think it's important for everyone. So you're welcome. <laughs> Very important. Um, so You'd heard a lot. You you had you had crowdsourced, if you will, about camp expectations, what to bring, what to do. All that got knocked out before you got here. What has been the biggest? I don't want to say like surprise, but something you weren't anticipating that once you got here was like, oh wow, this is different. Because I don't know how many camps you covered for the Cardinals, but not every beat gets a to go away to camp and b live in a dorm for three weeks. Yeah, I covered three Cardinals camps and they just do it at the stadium in Glendale. So definitely not a way. Um, I would say kind of to your point, like not necessarily a surprise, but just being back in a dorm. There's so many like funny ways the nostalgia hits you. Um, and that was kind of trying to figure out what to pack for it, where I was like, do I need to bring this? Will they have that? Um, so brought some fun things too. I wish maybe we had had a little more time for card games. That's probably my biggest regret of training camp. Really like to play hearts. Um, but I think, you know, even just like walking in and um, different times when I've posted pictures, friends who are not here have been like, oh, are you going to loft your bed? Put your desk under it? So it's just like, you know, it's a very shared experience in that sense of even for people aren't who aren't here seeing the old dorm pictures and being like, oh, yeah, that is what we did in college. Um, but I think that's been fun, too. There's, you know, I really enjoy getting to just walk down the hallway and knock on a friend's door to be like, OK, are you ready for dinner? So um, the community experience is really nice. It's been a common theme on the show. People really enjoy just the 
bonding time that goes on for us in the media. And the cool thing about our beat, and we've had conversations about this, that like we do have a fun beat. I've maintained, as is Tim Graham, that it's a drama-free beat, but there's a little drama every once in a while. Like, hey, come on, we gotta spice it up. But the the chance to be around everybody and to kind of just sh- share ideas, have conversations, build friendships. I mean, we're on the road together all year. It's something that I think everybody enjoys about this time. Has there been anybody that you're like, oh, I'm ready to get away from that person? I would never answer this. What are you talking about? So the reason I asked this is because I just saw a video. What was this video? Oh, no. It was Dan Fates just put out a video that we was talking to everybody about the Madden game. Okay, and yeah. so he asked Jordan Phillips and he's like, so who do you think had the worst rating in the game? And Jordan Phillips was like, I'm not going to answer that. Like, what if I say somebody that it's not them? So I was kind of putting you in a situation to see how you'd handle it. I think Jordan Phillips and I are similar in a lot of ways. Um, Today, he borrowed his friend's clothes. That's another thing I miss about college is just walking to my roommate's room and borrowing her outfits when she had better outfits than me. Shouts out Lauren um, and shouts out Marilyn. Um, He wore a, he cropped it too, crop top season. And yeah, it was just like supporting a pal who couldn't be out on the field. So I can see why you thought I would react similarly to Jordan Phillips because we're really similar. I'm going to, I lied. So I, I said no repeat questions, but I will ask you one that I ask Elena because it's in the wheelhouse because it's your, you know, you've just completed your first year on the beat. And so like, this is your first real like dive headfirst into the sea of Bill's mafia. And it's been a sea some days, right? Like we we were over there sidelines, all the fans are there. How has the in-person and listen, you've done stories, you've been around fans, but how has like, Social media, hashtag Bill's Mafia. How is that lined up with your in-person experience at camp? Um, I mean, I did get a taste of it last year too, but I think what's been cool about this compared to last year is just knowing, you know, obviously there are people from Buffalo who travel over here, but people who are local to the area who get a better chance to see the team right in their own backyard and um, or even people like travel from all across the country to come here. But I think I really like seeing the different signs people have, Um, you know, especially it's like I traveled this many miles to come here and stuff like that. So I, I don't know. I think after having a full year on the beat, there wasn't anything too surprising, but getting to see it in another location um, outside of a game day was a cool experience. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline been in buffalo i want to say for a year but a lot of those a lot of those early days were shuffling back and forth trying to get your life in order like a full cross-country trip is is crazy what's it been like because like you know we talked to a lot of players that get to the bills for the first time and buffalo's usually that i mean listen von miller i think just stopped talking about the fact that he can't believe he he signed to come to buffalo what has your buffalo experience been like because this is all like energy is high, but there's like, you know, off season and there's a lot that goes into living here. You've lived on the West coast. Like 
how is a year in Buffalo been? It's been good. Um, I do. I have a lot of empathy for him where I can understand being so excited about getting to know a new place, but also you have comfort other places too. And I think you can feel all those feelings at once. It doesn't take away from the other. Um, I think when I first got out here, yeah, it's your point. Like didn't have my car right when I got out here, my stuff took a while to arrive. So it was a bit chaotic to start. Um, but then also our jobs, like, you know, we're away every other weekend. Um, even after the season ended going to the combine, going to owners meetings. So I think that's kind of my one thing is I still feel like I have so much more to see and learn. Um, so it's been really good, but I think just there was a stretch in February, March, when there were so many different NFL events that we were all going to cover where I was like, I just missed my apartment. Like I, I had a stretch, I think February where was away like 14 out of 16 days or something like that. And was back for, a little bit in the middle and it was all to cover exciting things. Um, but I was also like, Oh, I just want like, you know, to go pick up coffee and sit on my couch and not do anything and not move. So um, we're kind of now going right back into the season again, where it'll be a lot of that. But I think now that there's, um, you know, I've gotten my feet a bit more under me as far as a feel for what my workflow is like every week. Um, what this paper is like versus my last one where I can focus more on, okay, I'm going to go explore a little more, uh, but tried to do a good job of that last year and going to keep doing it. So pump for that. So one thing I noticed just today, actually, uh, I talked about it on our show earlier was Von Miller working off to the side after practice with Jonathan, Jonathan King, Kingsley, uh, Jonathan. Kingsley, Jonathan. That's embarrassing because he's a Syracuse guy and I work at a Syracuse outlet. So I should know his name a little bit better than that. But for some reason, I keep flipping him. Anyway, it stood out to me because it was like, all right, Von Miller gets a lot of the acclaim for working with Boogie, working with Greg, working with AJ. That makes a lot of sense, Ed, because those are guys that are going to directly impact his bottom line this year, right? Yeah. Like Von Miller's success is kind of tied to the success of some of these younger players. So it stood out to me. I'm wondering that he would take the time with a young, probably not going to make the roster, maybe not even make the practice squad type of player. I mean, he spent a good five, 10 minutes with him after practice. Has there been one of those moments for you where something you learn about a player, something, an interaction with a teammate, a coach, a fan that you took, that you went away that day and saying, I think, I don't want to say, I think differently about that person, but he's just like noted, like really cool. Yeah. I think there's been quite a few examples of this, but, part of what I love about training camp is just how much more we get to watch. And like you said, it's kind of, I don't want to say little moments necessarily because they are significant, but kind of all those small moments that build to a team's identity, stuff like that. And I think something I just love so much is when there's moments where everyone goes to celebrate together of like Tommy Sweeney had a really fun play today. And, you know, even guys, starters who aren't on the field at that point are sprinting down to be there with him to, you know, hype him up. And I think just getting to see more of that is really fun. Um, so that kind of goes to a bunch of different players. But, you know, there was the same thing with uh, Khalil Shakir during the uh, practice at Highmark Stadium or Tommy today. We're just seeing like a whole group of people sprinting down to just hype up their bud. Uh, it's nothing better than that. So, you know, I it's not like a revelation. It's clear that these guys really support each other. But I think just getting to see it so much more often and seeing it with more back end of the roster guys where kind of 
the time we have during open practice the rest of the season is maybe more reps with the starters. Um, it's just lovely to get to witness that more frequently. The sizzle of the grill, popping open a fresh, a refreshing drink, crowds cheering for their favorite team. These are the beautiful sounds of football season. And Tops is right there with you. From fresh meat to locally grown produce, Tops has everything you need and so much more. Something that a lot of fans struggle when I have a con- this conversation with them to understand or grasp is the fan component that leaves when you do our job. And me particularly because I grew up in Buffalo. I grew up as a Bills fan. Like, But there's one thing that happens. So backing up a little bit, I don't experience the game that way anymore. Like not even like the Bills per se, but I don't experience pro sports, specifically football, as a fan anymore because it's just work all the time. Like 365, when that happens, a part of you flips off. Like the, that, that, like we're in, you know, the last time I felt it, even for a, a, a glimmer of a moment where I actually felt, oh, wow, this would be really cool if they won this game. Guess what the moment was? Is it football or yeah, yeah, any football? Um, what moment last season would have conjured that? Um, was it a game that I also covered? Yes. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I was thinking of a different year. I'm sorry. I'm really tired from camp. Um, last year. Oh, I'm sure the playoffs of just the, you know, like as we're like scrambling during the fourth quarter of the Kansas city game, there was like a, a, a brief moment where it creeps, it crept back in for a minute, knowing the enormity for the city. Right. Right. Well, I think there's, you know, I think what's maybe the distinction that's hard for people is there are still things that are objectively exciting or moving, or you can recognize the magnitude of a moment and be like, you know, no matter what happens, this storyline is fascinating and exciting and I'm witnessing it. And that's a really cool moment in and of itself. Um, So I think there's still, you know, like that energy is still there. I think that's kind of where the confusion is for people. It's, It's not just robots being like, this play went that way, write my story. It's more like, Oh, like you, you talk to yourself that way when you're filing. Like this is what I'm saying. Absolutely not. Okay. I don't write my stories in order. I, my brain's all over the place. It is, it would be nice if it was a little more linear and robotic from a <laughs> workflow standpoint. Um, but I think just like there is still, you are able to step back and be like, you know, this was significant. This was exciting, even if it's not the same impact of before, um, particularly because then it's like, oh, I still need to form sentences that make sense to another human. Um, I don't know what your question was. I wasn't there yet. So <laughs> thank you. So one of the moments for me that I took a moment this week to really like stop out of practice and like turn my attention for a moment to like the fans, like, and it was during practice. Right. And I saw this little kid walking down, like, um, right on the, on the far end of the field, like where the bleachers are like, um, away from it, the, the, the big stadium. And this kid's in a little Josh Allen Jersey. He's probably like 10, 12, uh, old enough to really understand why he's excited to be here. Probably even a little bit older than my son. So like, I haven't gotten there yet with him like as a, like a little fan, which is also something I'm going to navigate. Like he's going to get to a point in his life, my son, where he's like, I'm this diehard bills fan. And my dad doesn't really like feel that like I do like, so it's this kind of weird thing. Anyway, this is a really off the beaten path, but I'm getting to a point. So 
I see this kid walking down the thing and he's got the 17 jersey on, right? And he's so hyped up, right? And he's just he's going to thing and I I see him high five another guy with like an adult with a 17 yeah. Josh Allen jersey. And then I see him after practice and he's waiting and he sees Josh Allen. It was one of the days Josh Allen couldn't sign for him. He was just in a rush to get to an interview or something, but he kind of like walked by. And I don't think he gave him a high five, but he was close enough to wave to like feel like it was an air high five. And the look on this kid's face, I didn't, I just remembered him because I just, I really put it in my brain, the look on his face on the far end of the field. And for a moment, I took myself back, like how cool would it have been at that age to have what Bills fans have now with Josh Allen. And I thought about it from that perspective. It's like, we get to be here in the, in the, in the, at the height of like what it's like to be a Bills fan for these people. And they, it's a cool part of our job is like, I guess my big point is the sacrificing of, for me, not you, cause you didn't grow up in Buffalo or a Bills fan, but of the fandom in these moments, I feel like it's, it's worth it. It's worth it anyway for me, for my career, but I don't know. I'm saying a lot of stuff. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I think moments like that. And I had one at, um, again, the Highmark Stadium practice of there was a little girl who made a poster for Dawson Knox saying um, it was like a Star Wars thing. And Dawson was taking so, so much time to sign every single autograph, which is awesome. A testament to the kind of person he is. But she, like, usually he would have gotten there faster if he was just going quickly. And I think you know, we sit out there for like 20 minutes waiting to be like, when will he turn the corner and see this sign? Like, she's going to be so excited. He's going to be so excited. And it was the best. Like, he saw it. He was like, oh, like had her pass it down. Is like showing it to like showing it off to other people being like, it's pretty good, isn't it? And I think so many of those moments, you know, that's kind of still what we love about this is you get to see how much a team can mean to a community, to a person. And kind of that big picture stuff. And what I do love is getting to witness that and to write it. And that's a different form than, you know, painting and myself and jumping through a table and stuff like that. But I like to still be able to see it and then share that story with other people. So I think it's just kind of a different form of, you know, this is the sport overall is something we can all still see how it affects people. And that's really cool to be a part of in that sense of chronicling it. Um, and that's a really cool part of training camp to, to what we were saying earlier of, you know, just getting to see maybe people who wouldn't usually get to go to a game or someone who lives right here and got to come more often than they go to Buffalo of, um, just kind of spreading that community a little bit or seeing more of those moments is a really fun part of this, especially when it's going to be a really exciting season, um, just from what they are capable of. And I don't know, it's, it's fun to see people get excited. It's fun to follow you on social media. I feel like people really get a, uh, you know, they follow your escapades. They follow like the hijinks. Um, words, yeah. yeah. What is, what's the biggest hijink that, that's, that's happened here at St. John Fisher? Because the one thing that you do more than any other guest that I have on you and Elena is that you've been here almost the majority of the time, right? A lot yeah. of people do, even me, I've probably left two or three nights and then come back in the morning. What have, what have been like, oh, wow, we just got ourselves like way off the beaten path just because it's camp life. Yeah. And I think that was intentional for both of us of, hey, let's really get a chance to experience this. You know, some people have covered the team for a decade or so and both the newness and also the excitement of it. Um, I keep 
said excited or excitement like 87 times. I'm really jazzed. Um, but we did get locked out of the dorms one night. Um, had to, it felt very like, oh my gosh, freshman, like I got to flag down campus security and be like, hi, can you please let me in? Um, you know, showing up my ID, be like, yeah, I'm, I'm an adult woman locked out. I want to get to my twin bed. Um, so I think that was a... Would, a we, would we call this a bed or a cot? It's a bed. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cots are like... I'm gesturing it so that doesn't help a podcast, but it's like the um, structure is here and then it okay. goes in between. Okay. Feels like a cot. Like, right. okay, if you were to Pokemon Evolution, you would go... This is not in order of best, but you go hammock to cot to bed based off structure, not based off my preference. My preference would be hammock number one. Gotcha. Did that help? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think just kind of those things of like, oh, I, I put a dry erase board on my door just to go full college again. And it's been nice for people to leave notes. Um, thank you to everyone who did. So fun. Um, what else? I don't know. Just Did you guys dress up one day? Oh, yeah. We wore um, matching Camp Walden outfits for all my Parent Trap fans out there. Um, we just thought that would be fun. It's, you know, camp, camp. Um, and big fans of <laughs> the 1996, 97 um, masterpiece starring, starring <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. So I thought it was the Olsen twins. So that really threw me for a loop. You're right. It was Lindsay Lohan though. And she just played both roles yep. and they just like digitized her. Yeah. She's a, a dual threat quarterback. Um, but also shouts out to the Olsen twins. I would like to say that as well. We're big fans of I don't, twins. I don't know. <laughs> so biggest takeaway football wise, you came in here with an idea of this roster you know, starting to put together like, you know, 53 man projections in your head. You'll leave here with a take that you maybe didn't have when you were walking in the door based on what you've seen over the last two and a half weeks. I think the interesting thing of covering a team that's in a really good standpoint, roster wise, um, looking just overall strong headed into the season is there aren't too many juicy camp storylines. So there isn't quite as much of the, you know, this guy is 1000% fallen off. This guy is, you know, he's going in the hall of fame tomorrow. They're changing the rules to add him now. Um, I also just personally, am not someone to overly project either way based off camp since there's still so, so much to happen, which is, I don't know, maybe a boring take. Um, but I think it's been most interesting for me just kind of watching more and more, little breadcrumbs of what we're going to see from the offense. Um, you know, we heard, have been talking to players, to coaches about it for months and now just getting to see a little bit more of it. Again, it's, they're not unveiling everything and they're, they wouldn't, but I think just getting a few more ideas of like, Oh, here's what realistically is going to happen as far as what more tight end usage might look like, or here's how the receivers might shake out a little bit differently. So I think just watching the offense evolve has been um, a takeaway for me. It's getting heavy. All right, that'll do it on this episode of Camp Diaries, K-Fits. 
uh, delivering. Thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Just a delight to share my diary with the world. All right, everybody, that'll do it for this episode of Camp Diaries. We hope you enjoyed it. From your child's first birthday party to your holiday feast, Sunday football, backyard barbecues, and every meal in between, Tops is proud to have been at your table for the past 60 years and looks forward to 60 more. Tops at your table since 1962.